not, this is not my, this is not the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> we can make it through December. Things are going to work out all right, I know. It, uh, it is, uh, Lexus tells us that it's a December to remember. Uh, isn't, isn't December Toyota truck month? I get confused. The toy, there's Toyota-thon, there's Toyota truck month, and then the, the luxury. Or is it brand. Ford truck month? Or is it, I mean, does everybody have a truck month? I don't know how that works. Maybe it's like the emperors of Rome and everybody gets their own month. <laughs> That's a pretty nice setup. And if you're, if you're like the JD power truck of the year, uh, you can be like, everything okay over there in Ray Nitschke? Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, if you're okay, so like Augustus Caesar said, okay, I'm better than Julius Caesar. So he like took a day away from him. That's why August has 31 days and July only has 30. It, yeah, that throws off the count. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the day's still there. It's just in August now. That's mine. <laughs> My day, mine. Uh, I don't know who February is named after, but he was puny. <laughs> so howdy brian howdy jeff welcome everyone to the managing expectations podcast i'm your host jeff winger with me as always the aide de camp Ryan Grimm. So we were talking about the month of December, which is uh, what it makes up for by being dark and cold. It's also long. <laughs> okay, wait. I don't. There might have been more poetry to be uh, found there, but um, it's yeah. a long, cold, dark month. And I can see why, um, well, why the pagans made a deal out of it. Because <laughs> you break the back of this thing and, and, and you know, it, you, just, you've really done something. Yeah, you just might make it. And, and so uh, earlier today, uh, the theme the theme that I suggested to you was Merle Haggard's song. Um, if what was it? If we if we make it through December, that's the one. If we make it through December. Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard and the Stranglers. Uh, Merle Haggard and the Strangers. Oh, I misread that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, Merle had that right. It's a, it's a long, dark, cold month. 
And uh, the whole daylight savings thing, I don't ever know if we're in daylight savings or we're not in daylight savings. All I know is they mess around with it. And I would be for a longer day and like, like letting the sun come up later. And I don't want to hear about kids on the farm or kids waiting for the bus. Okay. Every time I have to drive by a school, there's always like a seven mile long, you know, centipede of, of minivans of Honda Odyssey, you know, waiting to pick up the kids. So I, I don't, I don't actually think anybody takes a bus anymore. Nope. I took a bus. I believe I've talked about my, haven't, haven't I talked about how I f- felt taking the bus? No. Come on. In the puffy coat? News to me. Lifelong friend? Lifelong friend. No, not just good friends. Lifelong friends. So the thing that I hate about, okay, so at work, we get DJ Gitmo's uh, playlist with 70s songs. I talked about this with Jared, I think. You probably mm-hmm. didn't listen to it because I did were, listen to it. I you did were listen jetting. To it. You were probably in your private jet. Yeah, I don't get great Wi Fi. <laughs> in your private in G5. jet. G5. Um, so the thing that I hate the most about the playlist isn't the sticks. Uh, come sail away it's not the bob seeger turn the page um it's that all of that junk reminds me of being like having to ride the bus okay so it's like the it's like the mid to late it's like probably 1977 so everybody in colorado had like the like the puffy vest and the puffy coat. And mine was filled with like actual down, goose down. But when like, I've seen pictures of like you and your beautiful daughter in your puffy coats and your slender physiques are accentuated in your space age puffy coats. Okay. Whereas in 1977, on Fat Jeffy, okay, the puffy coat added like another eight inches all around, okay? And I don't mean like four in the front and four in the back. I mean eight in front, eight in back. I mean all around, the entire circumference, okay? So, okay, so you're freezing, waiting for the bus in your puffy coat, okay? Yes, exactly right That like that. You can't like hardly bring your arms down to your sides because you're just like in a full fully inflated manner and then hope that you were uh, wearing slip slip on boots because if those come untied it's going to be a challenge it, it wouldn't be another 30 years before decent boots were invented i have no idea how anybody got out of out of history with toes i i honestly don't yeah yeah so so anyway um i'd get on the bus at which point my my core body temperature is now about like like 
400 degrees. Yeah. And it all comes shooting out my eyeballs into my glasses, which, which then are, are like so thick with fog. So, I mean, yeah. So if you want to know why I have such a visceral reaction to come sail away, it's because it's because fat Jeffy was just begging, begging to be bullied on that stupid bus. <laughs> oh my God. You know, and I've always, you know, I've always had, well, you know, I, I have a certain straight flamboyance, I suppose, a certain theatricality. Okay. But like my mom had no damn sense. And so she would like indulge me. So we'd go to the county seat. Okay. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's where you get your Levi's, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you would get, you know, a sensible parent would get their kid 501 Levi's and be done with it. But oh, no. I think what would be great would be the red corduroys. I kid you not. <laughs> The very fact that that woman bought those for me, I, I know she had love in her heart, but frankly, I should have been taken away from her by Child Protective Services. There is no call for that whatsoever. Red corduroys on a fat kid. Are you kidding? Frankly, frankly, I'm not sure Mick Jagger would have looked great in red cords in 1977. Oh nothing screams, nothing screams, look at me. You know, yeah, yeah. So this is like kind of a contradiction in my life. It's like, I mean, I do a lot of things that scream, look at me. And then I get like weird when people do. Like, what do you look at? The bow tie thing, right? I can tie a bow tie. Me, Sinatra, Tony Bennett. All, all the big names can tie a bow tie. Right, yeah. But then I wear one. And like a, people, I want people to shut up about it. It's not all about the bow tie. <laughs> finally, I finally shaved my mustache because I knew I had to talk to my dad. Uh, okay, I, so I got to talk to dad today. He's kind of got a health situation that I'm dealing with. And like the last couple of times, you know, it's been like, you have a bald spot on your mustache so anyway this is here's why this is improvement actually he doesn't refer to it as as he has his own from time to time mustaches like what the <laughs> heck what is it it's like a spanish plural thing what are you doing mustaches <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so anyway, people wouldn't stop talking about, oh, you're growing a mustache. And so I, I, I hated it. I hated it. I'm not a mustache guy. You look so. better without it. Well, I'm not sure that's what the waitress at the restaurant the other night thought. Well, I tell you what, you don't go in there today. <laughs> You'll be, get yourself in a lot of trouble. I was I was wearing my um, my sunglasses that are uh, 
forty uh, percent amber tinted. Uh huh. And she said she's she's looking up at me and she says, "Do those like get dark in the light?" I said, uh, "No, they're always this way." I said, "She said so. Do, do, do you need those for?" <laughs> <laughs> like do they like like for for glare on the computer i said no because with these i look 40 percent cooler like yeah i really like them <laughs> yeah a little something for the kids yeah yeah i thought you're going to tell her that you have you have welder's eyes because of all of your time spent welding is that what bonner's deal is yeah yeah big big welder family had a torch in his hand by the time he was five. They're Irish, so I don't know. Yeah, they're the Irish are renowned for their welding skills. Look it up. I am not going to sit here and let you run down the Irish. That'll be the thing that cancels us. Uh, we've said before. So. <laughs> That's me on the bus. Nobody takes the bus anymore. And I would be all for just keeping daylight savings or whatever, just just whatever. The sun can come up at 7, 7.30, and then you know set at like 5 rather than 4. That would be better. And Denver, as we know, the sun goes down very early because of the mountains. That's, yeah. 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 In December, it reminded me of when Sarah and I got married. We got married in the fall, and uh, I was working construction at that time. And uh, I would have to drive home from Aurora, from Aurora to Broomfield. And the sprawling eastern suburb of, of Denver. Yeah. And we officially got off work at four. And if I had to work 15, 20 minutes late during the, this, this time in the winter, you know, December, um, you know, I'm sitting in traffic and it's dark and it, and it felt like it was nine o'clock at night and I was never going to get home. Yeah. No, there's lots of stories like that, but I mean, the snow makes everything worse, which I try telling you when I tell you to move to Texas, you idiot. Uh, yeah, something interesting is happening this year is that we had no snow in November for like the first time in 120 years. You didn't get a traceable snow, measurable snow? No, we did not. Okay. Okay. So I can remember, you know, a lot of places, um, uh, have have that thing where uh, the local TV weatherman will uh, have a contest about you know when's the first snow going to be. I know that was a big deal in the Midwest when we were there, but in Colorado they could never really have it because you could always get snow really early. And I mean you, you know you could get you know was it like <laughs> if it snows in July. Um, is it really late or really early? Yeah, that, that's tough. That's tough to tell. Um, but yeah, this like I got a little bit of snow at my place, but at DIA where they officially measure it. Officially. Uh, officially, yeah. Nothing in November, so uh, it's seven, it's like seventy degrees here today, and uh, we'll see. 
It's nice day. Yeah. yeah, nice day here too. So, all right. Well, nevertheless, it does get dark earlier. And so like, like yesterday I got home uh, from work and I kind of wanted to paint. And instead I took a nap. And by the time I got up, I mean, like the sun's going down, it's starting to get cool. So, yeah. So, so my artistic drive is off the charts. <laughs> Did I tell you though, that I sold a painting? So you kind of alluded to it, but I didn't get any of the details about it. So. Yeah, that's kind of um, cool. So, so I'm in this gallery downtown at um, the World Trade Center, which is, kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of a big deal in Dallas. Yeah. What you working on there? Is that a slice? It's an aha. Oh, so it's probably a fizzy water. It's probably some sort of fancy fizzy water that you get at like Whole Foods or something. No, it's, I think Where? it's- uh, What? I think it's uh, Coke, Coca-Cola's. Uh, is it the Coca-Cola Bubbly? Oh, no, Bubbly is Coca-Cola. I don't know who owns AHA. Well, it must be Pepsi, right? Maybe, maybe it's Pepsi, but yeah. They won't want you to know that though. They're, no. They, yeah, no. Coke and Pepsi don't want the kids to know what they're drinking. Go ahead. You were, you were telling me about your, uh, yeah. So anyway, so I've got, I've got some paintings down there and it's, it's not been an especially prolific year, but, uh, getting a phone call, um, saying you sold, a, you sold one, uh, is, is kind of inspirational. Yeah. So the, uh, they, they didn't sell. Okay. So the, so the thing, uh, I work with a, company called artistic transfers and they have like a great camera i mean it's like some sort of like really expensive high-end camera that can capture all the nuance of the paint uh it captures depth Right. So like my splatter paintings have mm -hmm. dimension to them uh, and and they take a really, really high quality photograph and then are able to reproduce it. And so like they can reproduce it small for your powder room or they can do it huge for your your great room, Ryan. And um, a question. Question. Well, so what? What about something for the parlor? Can they? Can they do something for that? They could. They could. They could okay. do something true to size, or or size it accordingly for the parlor or salon. <laughs> so anyway, they, she sold. She sold. She sold one, and that's great. And but the customer. But even though it looks textured, it doesn't feel textured. Right. So the customer, the, the buyer wants me to come down and embellish it, drizzle some more paint on it and make it, um, make it textured. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. And I was going to go this afternoon, but the other artist uh, canceled, uh, got sick or something. So she asked me to go. So the uh, curator uh, asked me to go tomorrow or the day after so shouldn't be a cool. problem yeah you should uh 
you should turn some of your art, the physical copies of your art and, and take that fancy camera and turn them into NFTs. Okay, I don't know how that works and neither do you. You don't. Okay, if you really? do, please explain it to me. I don't I don't know how I don't know how it works. I kind of know how it works, but I'm not going to get into it here because I don't really know how it works. Yeah, I mean, I I'm sorry. I'm not putting money into anything until I know how it works, which means I'll probably never own Bitcoin. I probably should have followed that same advice. Cuz I have like 1500 NFTs. You do not. I don't. Is there a Doge NFT? There probably is. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, it's great to sell a painting and spend some interest uh, otherwise. And you know, I'm you know, with uh, with a renewed excitement, uh, I'm you know, I'm. Uh, uh, paint you know paint, painting again and posting some stuff it's gotten some positive feedback but it's 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 funny to me i mean how many followers some people have on different social media platforms whereas i i, I don't really have that uh if you want a lot of followers you got to post like every day several times a day It seems like a lot. It's a lot it of seems sharing. Like a lot. It's a yeah. lot of sharing, says the guy with his, you know, who's forcing a podcast. What an idiot. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, this is probably a good time to say that we're uh, happy to um, support and be supported in ways by uh, All in a Dream comics and books in downtown Denver, Colorado. 3115 East Colfax Avenue. Uh, you can reach Ray at area code 303-333-8616 or get more information at allinadream.us, allinadream.us um, about uh, All in a Dream comics and books. Um, great, uh, great selection of Silver Age comics, graphic novels, stuff like that. Comics and books. Okay. So, uh, uh, also, also, managing expectations podcast dot locals dot com uh, is a place to follow us as we put out the new show and uh, some other things that we do. Brian hasn't really done anything yet, but I've, you know, put up uh, an essay and um, I'm, I'm working on a book review. I've, I'm working on uh, Steve Van Zant's new book about, uh, what's it called? Unrequited Infatuations. Uh, it, it's an important-ish book, but not one that I'm prepared to uh, talk about at length now. Um, Steve Van Zant, Little Steven, is uh, uh, Springsteen's longtime sideman, though had a interesting and political solo career. Brian, were you checking on uh, managing expectations locals.com? I was, and it looks great. It doesn't look great. 
it looks great. Everyone should go there. Yeah. So it is a, a, uh, social media platform that, uh, that, that, that we're using cause mostly it's not, it's not owned by, uh, mega. Meta. Right. Meta. Mella. Yeah, it's in- interesting stuff happening with with the big with the big tech companies these days. Uh, Jack Dorsey stepped down as the CEO of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of that? Um, who knows? We'll see. I'm here to tell you, Haas. Uh, the market have been getting creamed the last couple of days. I know that that's not the economy, and I know that's not you know. During a period of transition, it's only natural for some of the more timid element to run for cover, but uh, I am concerned. The uh, apparent, did you know that there was a Greek letter called the Omicron? Omicron. The Omicron? Yeah. I don't even I, know what that looks like. I. Yeah, I don't know what it looks like either. But what's interesting is that like they've been they've been naming these variants and you know going through the Greek alphabet. But they skipped a couple, right? And they skipped Lambda. Nope, they didn't. It's just that one just wasn't very big. Okay. They did skip Z, X I. Oh, which would also be the name of the guy who runs the Chinese Communist Party. That's the guy. Yeah. I wonder why they skipped that one. I don't know. That's funny to me. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. He doesn't look Greek. <laughs> he doesn't look Greek. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's like a, a, you know, maybe he's quarter Greek or something. So we, they, they skipped another one too, right? I mean, if not Lamba, uh, you know, with all the sororities and fraternities named after, you know, it's like the Greek system and, the, you know, uh, I was blissfully ignorant of the Omicron. Uh, it's not, that's not right. It's not Omicron. Crom. Crom was Conan the Barbarian's god. He was a cruel northern god. <laughs> god of war. Crom. Crom's bones. Crom damn me for a fool. He would say things like that. Conan would. What he? I read the comic and some of the books. By Crom's because bones. in case my super puffy coat and red corduroys weren't enough to ensure that I was mocked and humiliated. Yeah, I would also read science fiction and fantasy as a boy. But don't worry, girls, I'm going to move on to comic books. Yeesh. (laughs) You you didn't read while you were on the bus. I couldn't. I couldn't (laughs) have if I wanted to. About the time that my glasses would clear, you'd have to like step back out into the cold and whoosh. You know, and that's the thing. So you're waddling around your arms akimbo <laughs> trying not to bump into the kid in front of you watch where you're going you idiot 
I've told the story that I had a a pretty lengthy bus ride first through third grade to and from school. Did you really? Mm, Maybe. Um, Denver Public Schools. It seemed long because you were like a child. It was was 45 minutes each way. That's kind of long. Yeah, I was bused into Denver. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. To 36th and like Shoshone. Is... it's not pronounced Shoshone. Uh, you know that that could be how some say it, but here we say Shoshone. Whatever you say, my little Shoshone pony rider. <laughs> um, Denver. I had an elementary school that was like right behind my house, but at that time, Denver Public Schools had an integration program where they would bus the kids from my neighborhood for first through third down into the city. And then fourth through sixth, they would bus those kids from the city to the school right behind my house. You know, we don't get into political hot button topics. And I don't think busing is a um, currently, uh, it it is adjacent to current concerns. They don't still do that, do they? No, they don't. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine making a group, I mean, liking it under any circumstances just yeah, how, you, how you think gary grim felt about that yeah i will i was getting to that yeah yeah but it uh made me the well-rounded individual that i am today and gave me uh, some some thick skin as a first through third grader <laughs> also uh what would have contributed to thick skin is fat and then puffy coat. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, um, if they ever change, if they ever, so here's, here's one person's scheme for changing the time zones. Okay. So like right now you've got like East coast, you know, you got, uh, East, Eastern time, Central time, Mountain time, Pacific time. Mm-hmm. And one way to do it would just be to throw, to, to get rid of the two in the middle. So there's like just Eastern and Western. Okay. Okay. So there would be a time change, but instead of having four hours, but see, but then that gets weird too, because because you don't really want to live in a place where the sun's coming up at 11 and, and, and setting it. I mean, so I don't, I don't know how you work that. Uh-huh. Just get up and do your business. Don't, don't think about it too much. I don't, I don't have a solution to that. I was just thinking of that. That, 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 you know what else I've lived on the, I've lived in the Pacific time zone and uh, I hate, and I mean, I hate the news at 11. I like the news at 10. Not that I've watched the news in about 15 years, but if I was gonna, I would rather have it at 10. It doesn't really matter now because I go to bed at like 8.30 anyway. (laughs) And I get all my news from Twitter, which is roiling the markets as we speak. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. Um, Did you see that uh, this... uh... And I'm, I'm not going to see this movie, 
that the house of Gucci came out. Yeah. yeah I, I've seen, I've seen the same trailer you saw. I imagine. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like that Jared Leto. And I don't like Adam Driver half as much as you do. I'm not crazy about the guy, but I think yeah, he's you fine. are. Yeah, you are. You're you're kind of a Adam Driver stand. Okay. I did see something this morning that that the the actual house of Gucci, the Gucci family, is like. This is not an accurate representation of of what really happened, and I am shocked. Yes, shocked that a Hollywood movie did not portray the events as they actually happened. So. Huh. Wouldn't have seen that coming. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, hmm. No, I haven't. Uh, see, did we, actually, we've, we've started a couple of movies uh, and I have to confess uh, I haven't gotten through any of them. Um, so we started watching a movie called uh, The Americanization of Emily with James Garner and the exquisite Julie Andrews, who Mrs. Winger favors. Um, and that was okay. It was written by Patty Chayefsky, who uh, won an Academy Award for writing uh, Marty which was uh, Ernest Borgnine's Academy Award winning role as a kind of a, a lonely, less than uh, statuesque protagonist, you know, who's like looking for love in the big city. Uh, Patty Chayefsky would also, I think, win an Academy Award for writing Network. You know, I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore, that movie. Mm -hmm. So Patty Chayefsky is kind of an interesting guy. Uh, he was uh, <laughs> Jewish, but when he was in the army, he would always, he would try to get out of KP by saying he had to go to mass. And so his, his sergeant started calling him Patty. Um, so it was a nickname that stuck. That was kind of funny. That is funny. Uh, but then he, uh, his last movie was a movie called Altered States with William Hurt. And it was, it went through a couple of directors and the, I mean, I think Chayefsky was, his health was failing. He didn't take very good care of himself. And I think he was doing more than a little, more than a few drugs. Uh, in fact, Altered States is all about um, like hallucinogenics and the, evolutionary biology and so you know you had like i don't know i i never saw it i never saw it i mean i remember being a kid it coming out it looked like it was going to be a big deal everybody's like the, by the writer who brought you network and you're like, oh well my goodness i'd better pay attention to this and then uh but it just looked like a mess i mean it was a mess even by people who saw it you know so anyway then he died and then he yeah. died. The so end. it goes. Because <laughs> yeah. you know what, Brian? And I can say this in the darkest month. Everybody dies. Right. <laughs> uh, speaking um, of so it goes, have you, have you seen the trailers for this, uh, the, the Vonnegut 
documentary. Um, yeah. It looks kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the guy, the guy who put it together. Um, the guy, the filmmaker, the lifelong Ro friend. Of Robert. Smallwood. Nope. Stigwood. Uh, he was uh, he was one of he was one of the uh, uh, Robert Whitey. He was one of the guys who was real uh, closely associated with Seinfeld. He was oh no kidding yeah uh, writer direct directed several episodes. Him and Larry David are real close. And, Didn't uh, know that. Mm -hmm. Oh man, you are breaking new ground here on the Managing Expectations podcast, buddy. That's what I'm here for. Well done. Yeah, so he he wrote to him when he was really young, and uh, got a letter back, and then they formed a friendship, and so he started documenting his life and some of their visits together, and then finally got around to putting it all together and making a movie out of it. So it looks pretty interesting. All right, all right, cool. Uh, the other, th yeah, okay, that'd be good. And you st and you you'd like for me to reread slaughterhouse five so we can talk about it right i'd like for you to you don't have to you don't have to do anything oh i know i don't have to do anything and i prove it on a daily basis friend of the podcast and occasional guest tirza tirza she was she's down well in fact we should have tirza back just to do a whole science fiction thing because i'd like to know what she thinks about dune and you know i mean she's going to be the only one i can talk to this about foundation which by the way i bailed after like three or four episodes because okay so like this foundation tv series based on isaac as or i don't know somebody's i i, I can't there's like as, I, there's arthur c clark isaac asimov and ray bradbury and i can't tell them apart <laughs> foundation is by isaac asimov okay if you say so so it's like, I mean, it's like three or four, you know, thousand page books, which like run the, like tell like the future civilization of humanity in space. And it's just like, are you kidding me? So anyway, this, this, this mini series is like, they're planning on like running it for like seven or eight years and like doing the whole thing. Can you imagine? It's like, that well, I expensive. don't know. I've got to hang on. I've got to like clear my schedule and, until 2030 <laughs> so that I'm around for, you know, the conclusion of the foundation series. I'll be in my mid fifties. <laughs> nice. I'll be dead. <laughs> what did we just say? What did we just say? December's the darkest month and suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> That's what I heard. So, so uh, yeah, tier, yeah, we got to have tears on. I also want to have, I also want to have a Springsteen uh, uh, episode, but uh, something happened today. One of our guys actually is in the hospital. So, mm, friend of the podcast, Devin, we're hoping for a speedy recovery out there, Devin. Yeah, take care of yourself. There you do. So, um, did you did you watch Dune? No. What? No. 
No, I didn't watch the one with Sting and Kyle McLaughlin, and I didn't watch the one with Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Mustaches. <laughs> and isn't Josh Brolin in it? He is in it. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, it sounds like you got some eye candy in that in that uh, that Dune, but no, no, I have no, no, I have no intention. For what, I mean, it's like super long. I mean, I, I don't know. I suppose I'd see it before I saw the Eternals, except I won't because at some. No, I, I know. I mean, I have no intention of seeing the Eternals, but it will be on Disney Plus, and if I have Disney Plus, I'll watch it. But. You know what else is on Disney Plus? And this is where I was going, unless you want to like spend some more time alienating our listeners with, with the science fiction talk. Are you done? No. Yeah, are I'm done. done. Are, are yeah. you done? Okay. I uh, started watching Get Back, uh, the Beatles documentary. Have you, have Peter, you started? I haven't, I haven't started it, but uh, I've been reading a lot of good things about it. Yeah. You know who wrote those? Baby boomers. Oh, really? Boomers love Get Back. They love the Beatles. And I've got to tell you, I got to tell you, I'm only like, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour, I don't know, somewhere between 30 and 60 minutes into the first episode. And it's interesting it's interesting because it's like watching home movies and it's interesting to see these guys working as musicians, but it's really boring. It's really boring because they're just like, okay. And then play E F A, you know, and like they're, they're doing like all sorts of things, which I think are probably technically interesting. It was interesting to see them collaborate on the lyrical process right? It was kind of interesting to see like the original formations of songs that you've come to know, but not really. Because hmm. those three things are the things that I'm taking away, you know, and I don't know. I don't know. Paul McCartney seems like he's really in control of things. I mean, you can really see him working as a as a songwriter, uh, apparently John Lennon was riding the horse, as they say at the time. Hmm. Uh, and I wouldn't be able to tell, except like Yoko is always like right there, like close enough to touch, and like she doesn't say anything. It's just like it would just be weird, wouldn't it? I mean, like if if you, me, and two other guys had a hugely successful business, but one of the guys had to bring his wife who doesn't say anything. She just kind of hangs around. That would be weird, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, does, does, like, like, does Sarah hang around? In your work? She's, she's right here. <laughs> <laughs> so good thing she doesn't have her headphones in. <laughs> Uh, the only thing that was okay, the only thing that was maybe a little weirder than Yoko hanging around was George Harrison had like a couple of the Maharishis guys, but I mean, like they 
they respected some space. So like they weren't like right up in the, uh, what do you call this? Uh, the, the circle, the, the, the talk circle, the, 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 the musician circle. What do you call that? I don't know. I'm not a musician. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so like Yoko is probably like an emotional support Yoko. She's my emotional support, Yoko. Please don't touch. The dog, the Yoko is working. Don't touch. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't love it. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know. And and I, look, I, I know the things that smart people and people with appreciation say. They talk about how the, the about the Beatles' body of work that was done in a mere 10, 10 years, right? I mean, they wrote all those songs between, well, it wasn't even 10 years. It was like essentially like 62 to, to 70. And it, it is pretty amazing. I mean, how many great, great songs those guys wrote. And they weren't like Elvis who was just buying them. I mean, they were like writing them and doing them. And it was kind of cool to see everybody, you know, having, you know, contributing. Though, what <laughs> there was one point where Paul McCartney was like, I mean, like he he clearly was hearing the drum bit in his head, and he was showing, like from across the room, he was like kind of pantomiming it for Ringo, like. Well, no, that's that, that's like the Dancing Kramer, the Managing Expectations podcast theme song. So genius that Paul and Ringo probably could have written it. <laughs> well, if only that it had GarageBand, huh? Yeah, if only. No, it's, it, I mean, it's kind of cool. I mean, seeing I, I, seeing guys like who like like talk about uh, the being a musician you know you don't really you know you know Springsteen's like that I mean I'm sure a lot of those guys are like that but you know Dylan Paul Simon were more lyrical I think Jackson Brown seemed that way but you know I don't know the thing about musicians which is kind of weird is like it's like math it's like they know math in a way did you that, that's right. Did you ever see the uh, uh, the Brian Wilson? No. Um, uh, it, it's uh, Love and Mercy, I think is the name of it, with uh, Paul, Paul Dano and John Cusack. Um, no, I think I read a review that was glowing. Yeah, and it, it really interesting. And talk about a guy that's a genius um, that and, and he talks about that that it's 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 math but but right but he's hearing it um yes and uh i don't know how that works no no i know i know it's it's just one of the reasons i didn't make it as a rock and roll star also can't sing also look terrible in red cords have you tried black leather pants? 
knowing what I look, well, black does have a slimming influence. They worked when I was great kid, for Jim, read, Jim Morrison looked great in black leather pants. Well, until he didn't. Yeah. You know, Jim Morrison got pretty doughy there at the end. And um, he's taking such good care of himself. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, I read um, uh, the very salacious um, uh, History of the Doors. No one here gets out alive. Um, which, which I believe uh, was also read by Ray Barber at All in a Dream Comics and Books in Denver. <laughs> yeah. For, for more about Ray, you can go to allinadream.us. Anyway, uh, yeah, Jim, well, you know, and, and look, I, I like Warren Zevon, but I mean, he, he made a point of saying, I've lived a life like Jim Morrison, and I did it for 30 years longer than he did. Mm. And then he died because December is the darkest month. Anyway, look, I'm always happy when we come out of Thanksgiving and I, I, I see the people I like and none of them have black eyes. It's always, you know, I, I count that as a win. Yeah. And I, you know, people want to, you know, they, if they think that I'm a humbug or whatever, they get to think that. But uh, I just, I see how tough it can be. And, and I think December is kind of a, a gauntlet. And so um, I am really hoping to be as much help as I can possibly feasibly be to the folks, you know, in the, in the near winger orbit and uh you know keep it together get through this see what the see what uh january mean uh brings when the days start getting a little longer hooray in the meantime everybody you got to take care of yourself and if you're and if you're not feeling it you got to reach out you got to i mean yeah. You can't, you can't just internalize this. The darkness, the cold, the lack of snow, the, the, the new CEO of Twitter, whatever, you know, whatever's getting you down, you know, on the, let's on the crom, especially on the crom's bones. <laughs> so, um, having said that, let's, uh, um, Thank you again for your kind attention, uh, your continued support to this, the Managing Expectations podcast. Until next time, on behalf of the aide-de-camp, Brian Grimm, this is Jeff Winger. Peace and love. 